Hello listeners, it's Natalia Mota here. Thank you for listening to Arta Podcast, which simply shares stories behind art. For the last few months, I've been interviewing one of the most successful artists who based in Hong Kong. So if you are curious, you want to feel inspired, or hear how to be an artist in Asia, this podcast is for you. And if you want to learn more about the show, please visit artaapp.com and don't hesitate to leave me a comment. I would love to hear what you think about the show, what you would like to hear in the future, and anything really what is on your mind. Thank you so much. Welcome to the second part of episode number seven. If you haven't heard yet the first part of episode number seven, let me quickly explain what's on. I talked with a few very talented artists represented by the Red Chamber Gallery. All those artists take part in the Affordable Art Fair 2019 in Hong Kong. I wanted to show how diverse the artists are in point of techniques, missions and ideas. The first part of the episode showcased artists who have been working with new technologies to create their art. And in this part, I am thrilled to speak with artists who have been using traditional mediums such as in paintings, but also adding a modern twist, truly representing the East meets West spirit. The first artist I would like to introduce is Peter Yell. Peter has this inner talent to tell stories and make interesting conversations. And I could chat with him the entire day and night. But first of all, I am a huge fan of his work. Peter works with complex geometric abstraction. His work is a combination of highly technical and complex ink drawing and painting on paper. We talk about his exploration of the philosophical and existential desire. And we also discover his obsession with doing all the work by hand and being deeply involved in every aspect of art making. Peter has exhibited around North America and Hong Kong. Recent exhibitions include the massive group exhibition The 14 Factory in Los Angeles, California in 2017, Fading Glory at the Keck Street Gallery, Hong Kong, as well as Hidden Street at Pelham Galleries, Hong Kong, Soho. Hope you will enjoy my chat. So without further delays, enjoy my chat with Peter. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for your time. <laughs> and it's such a busy time before the Affordable Art Fair. So, so really thank you that you had this few minutes to, to spend with us. And um, my first question would be if you could just describe yourself, who you are. Well, I'm an artist and based in Hong Kong. I've been here, I've been here for about 10 years, originally from uh, Canada. I uh, lived in Toronto for a long time and moved here. Uh, I'm a painter. Generally, I work very sort of complex geometric form, ink on paper, and large-scale murals and things like that. I'm, I'm experimenting a lot with large oil-on-canvas paintings as well right now. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you can tell us a bit more about uh, your education. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to school for illustration in Canada. Um, because I thought, you know, back then it was like, oh, how am I going to make a living as an artist? So commercial mm -hmm. illustration seemed like the right thing, but I never really felt like a commercial illustrator. It never really sit right for me, but I liked, I liked that it was a very technical program. So it taught, had a lot of emphasis on technical skill and actual, you know, process oriented stuff, how to, how to actually make things, you know, like classes were, here is a here's an apple paint it so it looks like a photograph of an apple that kind of thing so it was a lot of that it was once i got out of school i didn't want to be an illustrator i, I always just wanted to be an artist I, it's not even that i wanted to be it's just that's that's what i was you know it, it, i was a painter from the very beginning so then i had to spend a lot of my own time and sort of mentoring with a, a, a friend of mine and 
learning more about developing concept and purpose and what the voice of my artwork was. And I spent quite a, time, quite a lot of time doing that after school. You, you try to experiment and find your way in art. And you mentioned before the interview that you actually started from uh, street art. Uh, could you tell us the, about the transition in between? <laughs> street art is a bit of a stretch. Um, I was never like a street artist. I was like a vandal. So I was a graffiti writer. There's nothing artistic about it. I started when I was like about maybe 15, just like painting trains, painting rooftops, painting buildings. Um, yeah, nothing, no artistic value whatsoever. I used to try to justify that it was art, but it was nothing. It was just vandalism. It was like mm -hmm. a, it was the, you know, re anarchistic, rebellious young person that just trying to fight against the system, but also, you know, I, w I grew up in a small town and I felt like I had no voice, you know, like the world was passing me by. So painting graffiti was a way for me to sort of project myself into the conversation, mm -hmm. um, you know, as a, as a forceful look at me, here's my name. Kind mm -hmm, of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was very, I used to enjoy doing that and being very, it was very process oriented for me. So the, it was the, the painting, the, the vandalism, painting the rooftop, painting the train, whatever was, that was the, the destination that allowed me to go on the journey to get there. It was the journey that I liked. It's the process of doing it that I liked. I liked sneaking through train yards. I liked, you know, going through tunnels and back alleyways and climbing up fire escapes and being out all night and being in, being in places where the, very few people ever go and getting to see things that very few people get to see mm -hmm. and that that adventure was what i really enjoyed mm -hmm. and the painting the graffiti was the conduit that allowed me to experience those kinds of things mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I had always sort of painted in you know in high school and stuff i always painted i always kind of knew that it, my path was to be a painter um and that opened me up to composition and design and color and that sort of thing uh, as i got older i became less interested i was less angry and less interested in in vandalizing and getting arrested and all that kind of stuff that was happening on a regular basis but i did take from that i i i really learned on how to paint on scale which i still do a lot i still love painting very large i love painting murals and stuff but not from a from a street art kind of thing just from a when you paint large, it has a weight to it. You know, the it's like a Marshall McLuhan and medium is the message kind of thing. The 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 size of the work is part of the work. You know, the the exact same piece when it's you know five meters by five meters is is has a very different power to it than when you paint something twenty centimeters by twenty centimeters. You know, it's the overwhelmingness of the piece is part of the piece. Mm -hmm, so I, that's mm -hmm. one of the great takeaways that I have from painting graffiti was that I learned how to paint on a, on that scale. Mm -hmm. That is not something that is very easily done. I think a lot of people kind of struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, could you tell us a bit more about about your recent work and recent exhibitions. So, so you mentioned that you are working with geometric shapes. Um, could you tell us the story behind how you discovered this technique and why you like it so much um that was a very long long intensely difficult process over several years I, of moving from you know making highly representational realistic artwork that was very sort of surface level and breaking myself down and spending years trying to figure out who i was and what i was doing what you know what was my purpose what was my meaning what was the meaning to my life took a long time and you know it involved a lot of reading of philosophy and, and spirituality and you know trying to discover who i was and my ancestry and you know exploring paganism and mysticism and and occultism and the also pairing that with you know, my obsession with mathematics and physics and the universe and trying to understand everything that goes, every, how it all fits together, what is the purpose of life. And through that, I became, you know, obsessed with 
geometric form and and uh, fractals and the way mathematics fits into everything and the way mysticism and spirituality and paganism are not mutually exclusive with mathematics and science and rationality and, and but in fact they're two sides of the same coin and they're both ways of trying to understand the world that we exist in and i kept distilling my work down and forcing myself to get it down to the core element what was incredibly detailed incredibly realistic drawings down to event essentially i i was able to boil it down to just the circle and the circle i realized and for me is the perfect representation of mathematical beauty mathematical perfection it is the simplest most purest form of that and from there i built it up again to using circle to, to other geometric form to trying to use geometric form and mathematical equation to then understand you know to try to approach a philosophical question like what is the meaning of life from a mathematical and rational point of view and which then essentially led me to sort of these existential realization that i was never going to get an answer you know that absurdist concept of 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 trying you know screaming into the wind knowing that you'll never get an answer but still screaming anyways you know that the constant human curse where we're smart enough to understand that there is more to life but not smart enough to ever figure out what it is but constantly searching for that and then you know realizing that i was never going to get an answer because there is no answer there is no purpose there is no predestination it's not 42 there is no meaning to life other than what you make of it that realization that my work was my purpose in life you know it was making work that gave me purpose the work was not helping me to find the purpose it was the purpose it, it is what i am mm. and that so that's where i have gotten to it's, it's, so it's the, it's the it's the journey it's the journey of yeah it's all it's always creating. the journey that's all life is you know not it's a very cliche thing you know it's not about the destination it's about the journey but it's true i mean we're always you know, even if you're very goal oriented like i am by the time you eventually achieve one goal you've already you've already mentally moved on to something else you know it's it's never like you never get to that point of of satisfaction mm -hmm. by you know for me by the time i'm getting close to that point of satisfaction where six months ago that i thought this is what i this is where i will i want to get to that point by the time i get anywhere near it i've already come up with some other thing that i want to Absolutely. be doing and it's always uh, like ballooning, like seriously, like growing. Absolutely. Crazy and, uh, and if you're not doing that, I don't know what you are doing. <laughs> and what you would like to tell your audience by your paintings? I mean, with abstract work especially, but I mean, artwork in general, I'm not here to give a lecture. I'm not here to explain something. You know, I'm not painting a picture of a field. There is no, there is no meaning to my work. It, it doesn't have any intrinsic meaning. The meaning is whatever you derive from it. If you see something in it that means something to you, that is the meaning. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't prescribe meaning on it. I can't prescribe any information on it that the, the viewer can mm -hmm. take from that. It's only their interaction with it that matters. Yeah. You know, for me, me making it is 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 what I value in it, mm -hmm. um, and then that's where it stops. Mm -hmm. You know, I get I get everything from the the process of making it that I that I want, um, and then I just put it out there. So if if you look at it and and it doesn't mean anything to you, that's fine. But if there if it does, if it does speak to you, if you if you find it meditative, if you find it calming, or if you find it energetic, or exciting, or you like it, then that your interaction with it is the yeah. meaning that mm. it has. Mm, 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 mm. And now talking about the upcoming uh, affordable art fair, uh, I am, I'm looking forward to, to the next week. And uh, could you tell us about the artwork which you will exhibit there? 
Um, yeah, I have three pieces uh, that are based around the shape of the torus. The torus is a three-dimensional circular donut form that is a mathematical. It's a, it is a mathematical geometric form that is cause, causes a three-dimensional circular form uh, with a hole in the center, and it is what it is a one potential explanation for the shape of of the universe so when you look through mathematical equations when it comes to time and space and and sort of the time space plane how it physically shapes like what what is the three-dimensional shape of the universe when you try to think of it because it's not it's not just a ball it's not just a void it is this abstract concept of the curvature of space-time that is circular mm. so always sort of everything sort of folds back in on itself yeah. and that is a, a shape that i i mean it's very common in the work that i make is that shape um i'm just drawn to it i'm obsessed with it i find it so hypnotic and you know it pulls me in very much yeah. i have a few pieces that are ink on paper that I'm exhibiting, but I'm also painting a, a large-scale site-specific piece uh, at the fair. So mm -hmm. I'll be doing, a, I think it's three or four meters by three or four meters on site, like large-scale painting uh, that will be similar, I believe, as Amazing. well. So yeah, I'll be painting that over the course of the weekend. Perfect. I'm, I'm going to comment, uh, be the annoying fan. Like, Please oh. do. Can you sign this t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> and could you tell us about if, if you have any artwork or any um, any series of work which you which is the closest to your heart, which you are the most proud of? Of my own work? Yes, of your own work. Um. Basically, the the work that I've created over the last year or so is is the is that's it. I mean, that, everything that I made before that, I I kind of liked it in the moment, but it was all a building process. It was all those were steps to get towards where I am now. I think every artist hates what they make because they're always thinking about what what is the next thing I make. Mm -hmm. So this the la work I've been making over the last year is 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 stuff that I really like. But again, I'm I'm now I'm looking I have all these ideas. I think actually the work that is dearest to my heart and means the most to me is the work that I'm about to make. The next step. Mm. Which is I'm very excited about. Amazing. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um <laughs> so you mentioned before the interview that you're planning to start uh, to to kind of uh, experiment with a new uh, technique. Uh so could you tell us a bit more about this or is it still a secret? Um, no, it's not a secret. Um, well, I, it's, it's a different way of painting for me because I've always liked, I've always liked the way the unpredictable nature of painting with a knife, painting with other tools that are not a paintbrush. Because, I mean, like, like I was saying before, you know, I, I am live a sort of a dual mental life where I am obsessed with order and balance and symmetry and like to the point like fanatically obsessed with symmetry in, uh, which I it's I think quite obvious from the work that I make but <laughs> I love aligning everything perfectly the best I can but then using that to create unexpected results so that's why I like painting with tools that I can't plan. The, the, so you, you, it, it creates a texture, creates a, a finish that is unpredictable, and you have to work within that. I love that. So, so I've been playing around a lot with these different tools and stuff to, with oil on canvas and, and really kind of experimenting and playing and, and trying to create a new body of work that is both very mathematically perfect and planned but also highly unpredictable and chaotic in the paint application mm. so that's what i'm working on now i'm very excited about it. cool 
cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have any art routine? I like to I like to meditate. I but I also I go. I mean, my main routine would be going for walks. I really love going for walks. Uh, that's where I do my best thinking. Is like walking by myself, especially at night through the city. I love that. Uh, I love you know the color and the, the the relationship between calm and chaos. Um, but for I actually find it quite interesting because most people think because of the way my work looks, it's very meditative, very calming and hypnotic. People always kind of assume that. You know, I'll be, I'm listening to, you know, Buddhist chants or sort of that kind of thing. But actually, when I'm working, I'm usually dancing and listening to like really aggressive punk music or metal music or something like that. Very, very loud. And kind of, I'll be like spinning around in circles and going, yeah, it's very, I'm very like, I'm always kind of like moving around and going crazy and doing all kinds of things. It's, it's very difficult for me to sit still. <laughs> so I don't know how I managed to make work that is so precise while doing that, but somehow it happens. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, and are you working every day or uh, like it's kind of like a random process? It's like whenever you feel like. It's a, it's a little bit of both. So like the the life of an artist you're always working and also never working you know it's there there are every part of it is is part of the process so like the huge amounts of time in between bodies of work and in between painting where i'm not actually making any paintings but those are still part of the process so it's the build-up to making the paintings the the writing and experimenting and the reading and that is all part of a body of work as well. Um, but I'll go through phases where I will, I'll work 12 hours a day, every day for weeks or months on end without stopping. Uh, and then I won't do anything for six weeks, you know, and I'll just decompress and I'll, yeah. you know, drink coffee and, play video games or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it's like so it's one or the other Mm -hmm. so when i when i get into work mode once i once i figure out what's going on and and once my you know i i need those downtime to allow my subconscious to catch up to my conscious level and once i connect and i i start to execute then i'll just go and i'll work 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 every day without stopping um and i won't want to stop and i'll just be happy i'll just be making like tons of stuff and and being highly productive and producing a lot of work mm-hmm. and then just shut off again <laughs> it's it's hard to predict because yeah. sometimes you know there'll be times when I, I i need to be making something for a specific thing and i just can't mm-hmm. i can't get motivated mm-hmm. and then other times when i don't need to be doing anything and i just can't stop making work i just can't stop producing things so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's hard to plan logistically but got it got it got <laughs> it um so last but not least if you can tell uh tell me where your fans can find you offline and online in hong kong offline <laughs> that's anywhere i could be anywhere i'm always floating around as, as you said you are you are walking a lot yeah so and you are um, you are actually leaving your footprints by uh, stickers, stickers, and miscellaneous vandalism that I find entertaining on a, like a very immature child level. Um, I could be at any number of different places having a beer <laughs> from time to time. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, where I'm, I'm usually in Hong Kong, I'm usually between Causeway Bay and TST and Mong Kok mm-hmm. and uh, Centrals from time to time. Mm-hmm. And sort of anywhere in between, cruising cool. around. Cool. Online, Instagram. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I really use. Because Instagram, you can curate what you see and what you don't see. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to engage in that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, need to, I need to follow you. I followed you. You didn't follow me? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't see it because... Uh, that Unbelievable. I, I, will, I will blame someone else. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> um, yeah um, I look forward to seeing you as well in the I guess on the opening night of uh, Affordable Art Fair which is on Thursday the 16th of May yeah I'll be there uh, so I look forward to, to see your, your uh, artworks and uh, thank you so much for your time again my pleasure thank you for coming thank you Hope you enjoyed Peter's story. And now, I would like to introduce to you my second guest, Michelle Lai. Michelle started her journey as an artist just two years ago, and she still holds a full-time job as a branding manager. Yet, she's an incredibly talented artist, and on top of that, she wants to use her art to help others in need. Michelle is a self-thought ink drawing artist, whose style is oriental with a twist that appears contemporary and western. We talked about her mission to support Hong Kong's elderly community through unique art projects and, and to hear more, stay with us. And without further delays, please enjoy my conversation with Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for coming to the show. Yes, I'm very glad to be part of it. Um, hello. Hello, <laughs> it's a Friday. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. And um, I'm so glad to learn about, about your art. And my first question would be if you could uh, just introduce yourself, who you are in your own words. Right. Um, Yes, um, this is Michelle. I'm very happy to tell you about myself. I was born and raised in Hong Kong, um, but I spent some years in the States studying. Um, I was in San Francisco for mm -hmm. marketing degree, and then mm -hmm. I went to Boston for my MBA. So it's pretty much very business driven, but I spent some electives in my fine art, just trying to explore more, um, like, interest in how, how I can actually maybe doing minor or major but then it happens that like family support business <laughs> degree a bit more and more actively so I was pursuing my um, business degree and all throughout my life and then I came back to Hong Kong but then also focusing more in finance but then I switched to agency I was in advertising agency and for like five six years then move on to marketing and in tourism branding and eventually landed more i really like branding and so that's where i explore and built my network with a lot of artists mm -hmm. i really have to work with graphic um, illustrator mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. very many different types of artists and i got really inspired and so i i feel like um, this is really where i want to be um, at least working with these people and i never thought that i would be starting my own art but i just my life and my network my friends they're all artists so i feel that i should have forced me doing something but i didn't really start uh -huh. and not until like two years ago um because i've always been also interested in doing volunteer work and i spent quite a bit of time like reaching out i'm a christian and so i would like do a mission trip to india Kolkata many other places in the Philippines, in Mongolia, like trying to do different type of reach out every year if so I can. So I'm hoping to find a way that I can do work which I like, which is like to help people, but then through a hobby which I want to pursue, which is art. So two years ago, exactly like 1st of May, I remember now because I was doing my own branding my own logo identity. Mm -hmm. I was using brushstroke. So this is like how kind of like not co coincidentally but then it's like how i evolve into developing my passion through work i'm still a brand manager at a restaurant group here in hong kong so that helps me to really pay attention but in a more commercial um kind of point of view which i need to see how art can be integrated into work but after work, I can be more free. I'm my own boss. I don't need <laughs> approval, <laughs> which I really feel happy about because two years ago when I was like, okay, I need a website. So I do what I did during the daytime. I, I, I kind of use template to build my own site. And then it's like, when the moment I click publish, 
it's feeling so good because like I don't need an approval. I just say like I I want it this way, and I just yeah. like launch it. It feels really liberating. Um, I can just I think I encourage all the artists like you really need that liberty to feel to do things that you like.、Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this is pretty much maybe works work wise into like how how I develop my own art project. Yeah, so it all started from being you wanted to create a, a website, and then you decided to, to do... like, oh, I'm going to do a bigger piece of of art, or、yeah. how how the journey started? Yeah, the journey started like、um, I want to use my time a bit more、um, carefully in a way with some purpose. So、um, I'm looking at what I would like to do, which actually is the art, which I never really pursue. After my uni years, of course, like I just spend some like electives and doing my minor, and on and off I would do、um, life drawing. So I I try to do it, but then in a more random manner. So two years ago, I started to pick up and say, "Hey, let's you should do something at home in a way like it's only a few hours, like each weekend." I kind of like do it because I'm a project manager or brand manager. I do it more、uh, in a more efficient. Like structured way, so it's like I gave myself a quota. Every weekend, I need to finish up one piece, and so it's like I start small. It's like an A5 size, but I really like、um, doing ink dots, which I developed maybe even when I was like twelve, sixteen years old.、Um, that technique I picked it up and combined with brushstroke because I learned Chinese calligraphy with a、um, kind of like master before, but I, again I didn't pursue it. I just、mm-hmm. kind of like okay, learn it, but I don't like to write characters.、Mm-hmm. But、um, so I and I combine and just try to do it like okay, try it out, and、um, I post it on my Instagram because. I think that it's it may show a bit more about people what I do instead of like really just going where we're like traveling or so it's just add I'm trying to add variety or or just add interest, and I get positive、um, feedback which I think Instagram is really helpful for me in that way I'm not really just looking at people's stuff I'm、mm. not just pinning stuff on Pinterest. And so I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." So that quota thing gets me going because every time if I manage to finish a piece and I get I post it up and I get positive feedback, so it、um, oh, kind、so、of get me going. And so after maybe like half a year, I accumulate enough drawings. I was like, "Okay, you did you spend the time on art, but then you couldn't really." Do a lot of outreach, which because in a way, like I can draw any time I want. Maybe late at night, really early in the morning. But volunteer work really needs a little bit more concerted effort. Like you、mm. have to do it through an organization, so it needs more planning. Which actually during that time, my work, I I can't afford that type of planning too much.、Mm. So it's like, what can you do? I think.、Um, try to raise funds by turning my artwork into postcard. So that's why I need to to have a website to do the e-commerce. Oh, so I,、okay. I print my artwork, turn it into merchandise, and I print I think maybe thirty, forty versions of the postcard, and、um, I charge like twelve dollars, and I keep only two dollars for the production. So ten dollars I would donate away, which is like I mean ten dollars、oh, is not、nice. a lot, but I was hoping that people can pick up a card and write it to their loved ones because nowadays I was like I've real not realized I discovered that in my inbox, my mailbox, what do you get? Taxes. It's like tax, <laughs> and then it's like bills. If、yeah. you still don't get a,、um, e-bills, but then it's like a lot of like promotion leaflet, which I appreciate people are spending、yeah. time because I do that too. <laughs> but it's like I, I really want people to get real cards, like like mails. It's like a card or a letter. Letter is a bit hard for people nowadays. You just email.、Mm. So I'm trying to actually encourage people to pick up a pen and write to people through a some some kind of art, like which is not、um, very hard to get, which is like twelve dollars only. Yeah, so yeah. that is the starting point for my website and trying to let people know because once I put it up, then I need to promote it, and because for the reason I want to raise funds for the elderly in Hong Kong, so I tell people about my mission, and so it's kind of like once you put it out, you should do all the follow up work, and that motivates me to actually okay do what you do for your company, and actually after work you do it for your own brand. So yeah, I was thinking, yeah, yeah. like, is actually quite efficient, and you, you're doing what you know, like, all through your life. But then you're building a brand for your own. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. gets me into like really okay, doing photo shoot, a proper photo shoot, and then postcard. 
And following postcard, which I realized after nearly like three, four months, a lot of all my friends, they, everyone nearly buys from it. But then it's very hard to sustain a repeat order because mm. they can write only that many cards, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like they can keep going. Uh-huh. And, um, I think it's about, is it's quite limited. And I turned to doing candles. I actually pour soy wax candles oh, and wow. because I use a lot. And I realized like maybe you use quite a number of the candles. It's about time to explore if you can actually pour your own. And I actually, I bought supplies. I, I, it turned out to be actually quite okay. So mm. I was like, I, I import, not import. I purchased like very more unique, um, ceramic. And so I use that site and to really just utilize the site. And then I actually sell the candles. And um, it's been doing quite well. Um, oh wow! Yes, I want to. That's do, a great idea. Yeah, and my my brand talent is like um, affordable. Um, it's like art made affordable, charitable, and enjoyable. So I really want to. Okay, for all the candles, half of the price that people paid would be going to um, a charity which I select, which, which definitely would be for elderly. Mm. So it's like if the candles for $200, $100 would be donated. So, so that's pretty much my goal. I'm a non-profit. Um, so the rest of them, I actually also subsidize in a way, but that was just like, it's a very, um, it's, it's manageable way for me to kind of do a donation. And I want people to have like um, more quality products because actually I'm a nonprofit and I don't need to spend a lot of marketing. Mm. So for the money that you're going to get is actually, I think a lot of times you, you can't get that type of product at yeah. that price. So I want people to actually enjoy it. Um, some quality stuff, more artsy stuff in their home that makes them feel good. And at the same time, you're helping people. Amazing. So I'm hoping like this is kind of a three win-win situation. People get the gifts, elderly get um, like, like the, the, the time and the money that they need. And if you actually feel good, it's a feel good project. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah. it's, it's such a good cause. Right. So, so I hope like people get to understand like for a person, like everyone is busy in the city, but you still, if, you want to choose it you can actually choose how you want to use the time but mm. at the same time maybe to fulfill your passion but like so twist it a bit you can help people at the same time and Aww, so I, I know i motivate some people but some people wrote to me so i after seeing what you did i want to do it too and i was like just go go, go for it for even maybe one or two like i don't know maybe it lasts for a month but at least you tried it yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. if I can do it, I'm sure you can do it. So I, I hope that I would be that inspiration. I really want to spread like more positive energy in the town because Hong Kong is really stressful yes. <laughs> so to live in. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. I'm a local. I, I think I, I, in a way, I'm not really like um, saying it because oh, I'm not used to it. I've always been living here. So I, I see that situation that this city is getting more and more stressful. It's not very um, easy as in it's, it's, it's very costly. So what ha like finding a way to kind of like to release the pressure to inspire people i think is actually becomes a luxury but i'm hoping that with only maybe one person's like energy or the vibes i'm I'm still wanting to pursue it oh that's yeah. that's <laughs> such a great uh great idea and yeah. uh i'm absolutely sure that you inspire a lot a lot of people in hong kong and we need the candles to kind of relax as well right yeah. so it's a great idea to kind of have this beautiful art plus a candle which will relax you and and in the same time help someone else yes who is in need so right. yeah great idea um and talking about your bigger pieces because you're also doing a bigger pieces which you will also exhibit on the affordable art fair second time right already so yeah. if you can tell us a bit more what you will ex exhibit this year right um Gaining experience from my first time art fair, actually first time ever in my life last year, last May, exactly nearly a week this time last year, um, I exhibit quite a number of pieces through the Red Chamber Gallery. Mm -hmm. um, it, my style was a bit different. I was really monotone. I really like to explore really just black and white. But um, from the art fair last year, I get to know collector, buyer, and they bought a few pieces. Like, I think the more popular pieces that get to be sold out or more and quite more and more frequently are the ones which actually always carries the color. And um, which I managed to add more through watercolor. And so this year, and I also have been drawing bigger pieces as in my skill set in a way or the way I can express myself now i tend to 
feel that bigger pieces really help me out in expressing those those emotions more easily. I think last year I'm more experiential. After a year, I, I managed to work with, um, I was like doing an art mural for a restaurant's chains actually in the Philippines. So I was doing cherry blossom. So the experience of working with customer like in restaurants and I managed to do wine labels for Kyoto winemaker and I have some commission project which actually for people's office um, there is a lab um, actually scientists um, from China that through googling my, my artwork <laughs> they feel that it's very suitable for their for the brand which actually they do DNA <laughs> and because of the dots so they feel like it's because everything stems from a start mm. a, a dot so they yeah, they yeah. kind of like they commissioned me into doing their brand identity plus a big mural so wow. all these like kind of like not kind of like this sim things similar from customer what they request they want something bigger to be placed in their premise and um it's actually very liberating to be doing bigger brushstroke because i'm my character my my personality i'm, I'm actually more carefree so bigger brushstroke is actually uh, i feel like is now if you ask me to draw like smaller pieces like on a4 a5 i think i would have a difficult <laughs> time because i want to run wild for my brushstroke and to add all those details of the dots um as a contrast and then i work like so I, yeah, so that's I think the more of the bigger differentiation between last year and this year. The bigger pieces I do bigger, broader brushstroke, but they also are quite simple in a way. I like to use black and white and maybe one or two colors only. And there are other types which I add a lot of color. So it's like I either go kind of like a more uh, a bit more peaceful, more zen, and or I'll go kind of like go nuts, <laughs> crazy on a very rich, super um, colorful palette, and then with broad brushstroke, mm. which both I want to have the idea that is pursuing some positive energy. It's not like really more the um, serious type. I want it to actually people when they go home or going to the office, if they look at my artwork, they would feel actually more uplifting. But then it's like. I like abstract artwork because you interpret it in a way that is quite different, not quite, because everyone has their own interpretation. Mm -hmm. Even for more like non, more solid or non, non abstract matter, but I feel like abstract things like really can bring, um, some kind of like emotions through you when you look mm -hmm. at it. And mm -hmm. for, for the composition on the details in my artwork, I really feel like people can stand there and look at it for a long while and still feeling, oh, they can still find something new. So I think that is really something I want to bring people to, to kind of inspire them to look at it and then have their own imagination and to create their own correlation with my artwork. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so m my next question was actually about your mission and we just mentioned about yes. this. Do you want to add something yeah, to I want the to add on to inspiration? It. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to actually create even more awareness about my mission in helping the elderly in Hong Kong. I'm sure everywhere, a lot of the cities in Asia, like people, like the population is aging. And I feel like um, Hong Kong has evolved into a city that, of course, the population is growing ever. Every day is so like tense. But then there are all these elderly that are kind of being neglected or even maybe they're abandoned because I do outreach work through the church and through other organizations a lot. I think we are famous for a few things like this, those cage homes or yeah. like elderly picking up like paper carton because there are so many photographers. I think they, they manage to easily shoot all those scenes in Hong Kong, which is so easily, which I feel like I'm even ashamed in a way because that is not a very proper, mm -hmm. that's not proper way to treat like, um, people. Yeah. Um, they are, uh, our, our government, I think social welfare system is inadequate, but then, mm -hmm these people because I think a lot of like these families we can't support Hong Kong land is so high yeah. and so the elderly are being not taken care of so I hope that um, yeah of course there are many sectors of people not being taken care of like very properly but then I think elderly really touched my heart um, I really want to give them more 
support. But doing reach out like is so limited in a way. So I want to use my art to call for create to to call for awareness. Yet, um, I think raising funds. Um, so up to today, I managed in two years to raise two hundred thousand um, through my candles and artwork. Affordable outfit last year helped me a lot um, because I managed to sell quite a number of pieces. And I understand people wants to do charity, and I think my artwork giving them a chance to enjoy art, but then at the same time really donating what they are going to pay anyway is, I think, is motivating to them. So oh, I, wow. I, I feel good that I'm fueling um, my my passion project with people's support, but at the same time doing charity. Oh. So this is my mission. I hope in the long run, I want to keep this up. Um, art is making me very happy. Plus, when I know that people buy it and they feel happy, and I get that funds, I feel like it's it's quite solid. <laughs> it's not like really yeah. just get it, getting views from social media. Yeah, because like I think uh -huh. through affordable affair is very um, important to me because otherwise I don't get to have a proper channel to sell my artwork. I think first of all I do not know how to price it, <laughs> and I do not know. How people like I, I don't have that like a knowledge or I can't spend a lot of time like doing all these work, but then through affordable affair, I think it it helps me in a way. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. And um, if someone wants to donate some some money, uh, do you should I should I direct them to your website? Like where? Yes. How, how they can do that? Um, because my website, I actually am selling my candles, mm. but then the artwork, I'm actually like doing it through my gallery. So I'm sure they can actually click on my website and to inquire further, and I'll direct them to, to the right channel. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I will make sure that I will input the link. Uh, yeah. And and guys, like uh, let's support. Let's. Uh, right. Even if we are not thinking about supporting the charity, like your paintings are so uh, meaningful, and and it's it's as you said, like I mean, I can look at the painting for a while, and I will always find a new dot and a new uh, meaning to it. So I think it's really beautiful, and it's worth to have it on the on on, on your walls. Um, and the next question, which I would like to ask, is if you have any painting which is which is particularly close to your heart and which you are attached to um, due to any story behind. Right. Um, there's one piece that is going up on Affordable Art Fair. It's called um, Stirred Not Shaken. It's a piece which is very colorful on its own. It's orange color, watercolor as a base and a mm -hmm. lot of like um, black brushstroke. Um, in a way, I can only describe that far because last year I have a piece which is quite iconic for me. It's called Current. It's, um, it's something similar to this. And so it's like very fluid to look at. The, um, the, the theme of this art piece is like what's um, certain or shaking is about faith, which I feel like is a, a lot of times we people from day-to-day -day life, our faith or belief, no matter if you're religious or not, it's just like faith about people, about mm -hmm. hope, or anything that you feel you have that um, emotions insight, you get easily affected. You get easily influenced by people. Could it be positive or it could be something that is not as encouraging? Mm -hmm. So I was hoping that people, you get stirred, but then you're not shaken because you just have to believe yourself and stand firm on the ground and really have to tell yourself that you can do it and keep it up, calm, keep it cool, calm and collected. <laughs> but we can get stirred. But then, of course, like with appropriate people like family or friends or network or anything that you read or get exposed to, you really have to choose carefully about like positive things to look at. So it's like really a matter of choice. And so I feel like, okay, emotions can get up or down, mm. but really believe it and follow your heart that doing something great and positive just stick to it to that type of belief and so that is one piece that i'm, I'm hoping people can look at it it looks really actually is is a, is a very interesting composition it looks a bit more complicated but when i think it actually exudes that positivity energy so i'm hoping a lot of people can go at least take a look and absolutely yeah be there in the fair and take a look at that piece <laughs> absolutely uh and talking about your presence uh could you tell us where your fans can find you 
online and offline. You mentioned already about your website, right. uh, and I'm going to definitely link it with the interview. Um, is there anything else? You mentioned Instagram. Yes. Uh, what is the Instagram name? Yeah, um, it's Michelle Lee Studio. Uh-huh. So it's like I have only two channels, um, which is definitely, I mean, social media wise. Mm-hmm. I have Instagram and one Facebook. Um, so um, Instagram, I'm a bit like totally more active. Um, mm-hmm. There are so many visuals. And, like, I mean, it is a great platform for artists and creative people. Yeah. So um, Instagram to stay in touch with each other and definitely my website, which is an e-commerce site. And so there are more journal. My donation update is always there. Whenever I get to manage to donate a certain sum, I usually wait until maybe 10, 30,000 and I'll, I'll do one batch. So people uh-huh. can get to know where my funds are going, how is it pro- progressing and what type of collaboration I'm working with. Um, I'm actually waiting for a fashion brand to that who actually commissioned my work to be placed on the fashion piece which is Garmin and then we should be coming up in June and July oh, amazing. yes so um, that's that's kind of like the next step okay and uh, offline are you going to attend the art fair can people talk with you yes. uh, over the definitely between I'll, 16 and 19 I guess May yeah I'll be there um, 16 definitely for the opening which mm-hmm. there are a lot of the artists and so for the other three days I'll try to be there as 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 long as I could but yeah because I, I it's also a time that I get to meet all my friends they they come here and support me and to drop by and say hi is amazing like how like so many uh, I, I changed jobs a lot before <laughs> so it's like in one go I get to see all the people it's like amazing reunion time for me yeah so please drop by um c16 <laughs> the booth number c16 uh, yeah so I'll, awesome. I'll be happy to meet new friends and old friends alike <laughs> of course well thank you so much for your time I think uh, we cover uh, the basics and I hope to have another chance to do another interview with you maybe to see what's to catch new up. to catch up and see what, uh, what you are working uh, yes um, more project before. coming up yes both candles and art definitely awesome. I've been lining up <laughs> awesome awesome thank you so much for your time thank again. you thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope you enjoyed the diversity between those four artists I interviewed this time. And please, as always, don't hesitate to leave me a comment what you would like to hear in the future and what do you think about the show. Thank you so much.